Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel and to Briar Rose. We're now in chapter 21, Back to Knox. Pursing his lips, Colonel Murray sizes me up from head to toe, like I'm a sketchy-looking cabbie who offered him a ride in an unmarked taxi. Before speaking again, he does the same to Ella and Alec. If I'm transporting you all back to the city, you need to stand a little closer. He grins a white tooth smile. I don't bite. He bite, says my inner wolf. I'm sure he does. I reply in my mind. We'll be careful when we go with him. No, go. Stay with meat. I hold my growl. Leaving the forest is hard enough without my inner wolf giving me crap. I and Alec move into a smaller huddle. I'm sure they're thrilled for any excuse to get closer. Colonel Mallory tips his hat in their direction. That's fine. He turns to me. You coming along? I don't move an inch. Part of me knows that leaving is the best thing for Bry, but I just can't do it. I'm thinking about it. Well, son, in that case, you can get your own self back to the city. We're leaving. Colonel Marlowe raises his arms. A cloud of silver fairy dust appears. My best friend reaches out for me. It's not too late. Transport... The spells take a little while. Move closer, come with us. Ella fixes me with a serious look. You know I wouldn't go unless I was obviously certain this is best for Bri. Ella has big, huge blue eyes, and right now they're looking all weepy and sincere. I feel like a total ass, after all. My friends are only trying to do the right thing. Me hanging back just makes it harder. I take a step forward towards them, ready to join the group and transport back to Manhattan. That's when I hear it. Briar Rose is screaming. Stop transporting. You hear that? She screams again. It's Bri. Colonel Marilla lowers his arms and the silver dust fades. Are you certain? My wolf hearing is never wrong. Someone's hurting her. Colonel Marilla shakes his head. All the more reason for us to go. There's nothing we can do here. I pound my fist onto my leg. There must be something. Ella gives me those watery eyes and knocks. I know how you feel, believe me, but waiting here does not help. I round on Colonel Mallory. You said you were looking for a break in the thorns. What if you can make one? Even I don't have that sort of magic, son. An idea starts to form. It's crazy, but it's worth a try. What if you had help? Could you cast something else? Depends on the help. What about Ella? Well, now. Colonel Mallory sets his hands in his pockets and rolls back on his heels. That's a possibility. Miss Ella is a very powerful fairy indeed. He focuses on Ella. You ever cast a spell? No. It didn't even bring one silver particle of fairy dust to life. If I did, my stepfather would find me in a heartbeat. You don't know what the Black of Her went through to get me out of that house. I'd never risk it. Shugs her elbows. Now I I don't know if I could. I'm willing to try, though. Anything for Bri. She lifts her chin. Would this spell be hard? Colonel Mallory's face creases into a sympathetic smile. Incredibly. The only spell that could help us here is a magical link. Essentially, you and I would merge our powers to break the enchantment on these thorns. It's as simple as holding hands, Alec frowns. 
You'll cast at the same time? Not really, son. We'd stay separate people, but for the purpose of the spell, our magic would emanate from the same person. That's not possible, says Alec. Not for wizards, Colonel Mallory shrugs, but a few fairies can do it. A few fairies. The way Alec asks this question, I can tell. He's absolutely not convinced. Fine, I'm the only one who can do it. I get Alec in sceptical, but Bri is off somewhere screaming. So, you've done this before? Absolutely not, says Colonel Mallory. It's just a theory, but it would certainly require a fairy whose power and experience matches mine. He turns to Ella. There's no doubt in my mind you've got that natural power, sugar. But not the experience. Ella scrubs her hands over her face. So, casting this linkage spell is impossible. Don't worry, sugar. With enough practice, you'll be able to cast someday. Your soul knows what to do, even if your mind doesn't. Colonel Marley's words echo through my mind. Her soul knows. I round an Alec. Back at the Lasham officers, you cast a spell on Bry. You spoke to her soul. Can you do that to Ella? Alec frowns. It's dangerous to do it with her standing right here. Remember the frog? He makes an exploding noise and moves his hands apart. He said they'd need to hold hands. A fairy's not a frog, says Colonel Marley. A soul spell would be safe. I turn to Colonel Marley. So if he casts a soul spell, you two could link. Why, we most certainly could. He purses his lips. That is, if your friend can really cast a spell like that. Not too many wizards have that kind of power these days. He can cast it. Alec pales. I can do it. But I won't. Besides, Ella wouldn't let me cast that spell on her. She'll block it. No, I won't. Like I said before, if it helps Briar Rose, I'll do anything. It's a safe spell to cast if you're miles away, but this close... Alec points to Colonel Mallory. I don't care what he said about fairies and frogs. It could kill you. Ella pales. Did you hear that scream? If we don't get over there now, Bri will die. Alec pinches the bridge of his nose, not doing it. Now, children, says Colonel Mallory, let me get this straight. This boy here can cast a senior level soul speak. How's that possible exactly? I look to Alec. It's not my place to share his secrets. Unfortunately, Alec isn't talking. Son, don't make me cast on you. A muscle ticks in Alec's jawline. I'm a warden for witches and warlocks. I notice Colonel Marley is the only person surprised by this news. Ella must have already known. Interesting. Colonel Mallory's silver eyes light up. Are you now? Well, in that case, get casting. No, I can't risk Ella. Everything about Colonel Mallory turns deadly serious. And I won't risk Briar Rose. And you're no match for me, son. Don't try. Ella gently rests her hands over Alex. You worry about me getting hurt. Well, it would kill me to see my friend die. Do this for me, please. Alec opens his mouth as if ready to argue. I attempted to punch him in the face until he agrees. But before I get the chance, Alec nods and steps away. I'll do it. But I hate the idea. Thanks, man, I say. In reply, Alec only glares in my direction. I get that he's pissed, but I can't worry about that now. Bri is in serious trouble. With that thought, Briar Rose's scream sound once more. Every muscle in my body gets tense. I want to transform into my wolf so badly it hurts. It doesn't matter that my thinking mind knows I'll get skewered the moment I leap into the thorns. 
My animal self wants to protect what's mine. Mine. The word ricochets through my soul. Mine. My wolf always thought Briar Rose was his mate. When exactly did I get the same ideas? Bryce's face appears in my mind. I picture her intelligent blue eyes, luscious pink mouth and delicate features. I shiver, remembering the touch of her slim fingers along my scars. This girl is a crazy combination of strength and sweetness. She can give me a gentle kiss, as easily as a swift kick. That girl owns me, body and soul. I'll never allow anything bad to happen to her. Which brings me back to the present moment. I turn to Colonel Mallory. For whatever reason, he's as invested in Briar Rose as I am. You get everything you need to get started, Colonel. Almost, Colonel Mallory waves Elra over. Take my right hand, sugar. In this situation, some folks might whine or cower, not Ella. She straightens her back and strolls right over to Colonel Mallory's side. I can smell the sour tang of extreme fear on her. It only makes her strength all the more impressive. Good friend for mate, says my wolf. Yeah, she's strong. I don't bother correcting my wolf about the whole mate thing. After all, I have bigger worries. Did I just sign Ella up for suicide mission? What if it doesn't work? Alec reaches into his pocket of his sport coat and pulls out a handful of red gems. Closing his eyes, he raises his arm. The gems clip inside his palm, glowing with red light. Alec opens his hand. The gems cascade from his palm and multiply until they take the shape of Ella. Only while the real Ella is made from flesh and bone, this version is entirely from glittering jewels. The ruby Ella scans the scene. Without speaking a word, she walks over to Colonel Mallory and takes his hand. Now, it's one thing to know that someone's soul knows how to use magic without their mind being in the game. It's another to see it in practice. The look of absolute calm and ruby version of Ella is beautiful and upsetting all at once. It's as if she knows she's about to die. The moment Ruby Ella takes Colonel Mallory's hand, a flare of red light shines around the living Ella. For a moment, she's lit up like a Christmas tree. Alex's magic is really kicking in now. The brightness disappears, and Ella unches over in pain. I wince. I've had Alex at me before, and it can really sting. The level of magic has to hurt like nobody's business. Alec rushes to Ella and scoops her in his arms. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to do this to you. My best friend may have looked pale before, but now he appears positively bloodless. I've never seen him cast so many major spells in one day. I don't know how much longer the guy can hold out. Alec. Ella slumps against his shoulder, her eyes rolling back into her head. The situation sucks. My best friend is in pain. Ella's hurting too. Hell, she might even be dying. But most of all, I can't stop replaying Bryce screams in my mind. If this magic doesn't work, what will happen to her? Colonel Mallory and Ruby Ella raise their joined hands. The gemstones in Ruby Ella's body glow brighter. Silver fairy dust surrounds Colonel Mallory. Within seconds, the dust begins to glow with a crimson light. My breath catches. Their magic is linking up, just like Colonel Mallory said it would. This spell might actually work. The fairy dust begins to swirl into a smaller and smaller sphere. Soon it's the size of a grenade. That's made both silver and red light. Colonel Mallory and Ruby Ella share a look before speaking a single word in unison. Now. 
The small lava light zooms off into the thorn forest. The brightness slums forward in a straight line, cutting its way through the wall of thorny branches. After that, it disappears. Have all my hopes gone with it? The branches don't look changed at all. And the light of the spell is gone. Maybe something more is supposed to happen. All I need is patience. I clench my unclenched fists, trying to release some nervous tension. Finally, I can't take it anymore. And did that do it, Colonel? I don't think so, son. Colonel Mal returns to Alec. You can release her now. Alec snaps his fingers, and the ruby version of Ella collapses into a cascade of black and gemstones. The living Ella curls up in pain. Halleck holds her more tightly against his chest. Her body goes slack. I rush to Ella and rest my fingers on her throat. Alec's face is tight with fear. Is she all right? I know a dead body when I see one. Thankfully, Ella isn't one of them. She's alive. She needs some healing spells, though. I have gems back at the sham. That will do it. Alec addresses Colonel Mallory. Take us there. I set my hand on Colonel Mallory's shoulder. Not yet, man. You should wait. Maybe the spell needs more time. I'm afraid not, son. It's over. If the spell were going to work, we'd have known by now. His words feel like a death sentence for Bri. If we abandon her now, we would never find her again. You can't know that for sure. Have you ever cast with someone's soul before? That's beside the point. We're heading to the city for help, and that's final. My thinking self knows this is sane, but my animal side will have none of it. Every instinct tells me not to leave. I won't go with you. Inside my mind, my wolf grunts in agreement. No leave, mate. I give my wolf a mental high five. Damn right, buddy. Alex shakes his head. You and your furry instincts, your kind, could learn something from wizards. Give logic a try. Right. Not sure I'd say that wizards use logic. It's more like keeping a list of grudges against rival families. At least, we werewolves fight and then it's over. Go take care of Ella. I'm staying right here. I focus on Colonel Mallory. Can you transport them? I don't think Alec could handle casting another spell right now. Oh, I can do it, Colonel Mallory. Inspects Alec. You look like hell in a handbasket. You don't look too nice yourself, says Alec. My friend has a point. Colonel Mallory's tanned skin seems almost green. Whatever that casting did, it certainly took something out of him as well. Ella opens her eyes a crack. Did it work? Did it work? A voice is barely a whisper. Not yet, sugar. But we'll figure out something. Colonel Mallory steps closer to Ella and Alec while raising his arms. A cloud of silvery dust forms around all three of them. It seems to take forever for the dust to grow thick and then fade away. Once it's gone... So are Ella, Alec and Colonel Mallory. The form forest seems extremely quiet without them here. The sound of my own breathing becomes deafening. I shake my head. What kind of a person have I become? I'm waiting around for a miracle when my friends are hurt. Wait for meat. Protect meat. Don't worry, buddy. We'll stay here. Suddenly, red and silver light flickers from the walls within the thorns. I pause. My heart beating at double speed. Smoke fills the air before me. The wall of thorns combusts from the inside out. Flames licking along the rope like branches until there's enough room for one man to walk through. Or in my case, for one wolf to run. Relief and adrenaline pumped through me in equal measure. The spell worked. 
I don't even bother stripping off my clothes. In a single burst of power, I transform into my wolf and take off down the thorny path. Bryce scent grows stronger. She's here. She's alive. And I'm setting her free if it's the last thing I ever do. And that is the next chapter of Briar Rose. Thank you for listening and many blessings.